And we're back in Stripe Show podcast. Thank you for making us part of your day. It's a Friday. It's an afternoon. That means one thing. It means it's happy hour. And uh, what's different this happy hour this week versus last week? And I can promise you this is there's going to be no 59 watch this week at the BMW championship. We came on last Friday. We had a 59 watch with Scotty Scheffler as they just destroyed TPC Boston. A little different story this week at Olympia Fields uh, in Chicago. Let's just put it this way. The golf course is winning as currently we come on the air here. It's 2.30 Eastern. There are one, two, three, four, five, six, now seven guys under par in a field of 69. Made the decision of the week to withdraw as he probably played the course one time and says, yeah, I'm out. This golf course is a little too difficult for me, but uh, lots to talk about in the world of golf. Friday happy hour edition. Welcome in uh, the one and only Samantha Marks. You like that? I love that. The one and only. Um, yes, it's afternoon on a Friday. It's officially happy hour. So um, I haven't poured one out yet, but it won't be too far coming. Yeah. Well, my roommate just got these pumpkin beers. Mm. Um, so it's like pumpkin season, right? So Starbucks, I've got the pumpkin spice lattes, um, got some pumpkin ales in the fridge. We're feeling spooky. It's a little early because it's still like 110 degrees here, but um yeah it's it's been a good week with all the with all the fall stuff back yeah it's fun right the pumpkin flavors i i saw that you tweeted the picture of the Mm -hmm. starbucks and then i got one and it's too sweet for me the pumpkin iced latte it's a little on the sweet side but i like the pumpkin scone um huge fan of that and then the pumpkin what is it? it's like a the pumpkin bread is good yeah the pumpkin bread very good Mm -hmm. absolutely so I'm excited. Um, fall. Goodness gracious. I can't wait. It is so hot people here in Florida right now. I taught this morning and, um, got done about noon, noon. And I was like, this is ridiculous. I mean, 94, no wind, humid, feels like 108. I'm like doing out here, but, uh, it's coming. It's, it will be there soon enough. Um, a little fall weather golf the best time of the year at least in uh, in my opinion across the united states just beautiful as the leaves start to turn and uh, we're not far away so i'm excited for that lots to talk about here with samantha so set the stage for us yeah we've got the second playoff event this week the top 70 from last week um we've got the bmw championship this week in the chicago area um, have some ties to Chicago. So it's fun to see, um, them in that part of the country, the scores are high. So we'll get into that. Talk about the, you know, pros and cons of watching and playing an easier versus a more difficult course. Um, the LPGA is in Northwest Arkansas, which is where the university of Arkansas is, which is where I played. So super, um, super fun. An event that I hold close to my heart, kind of sad that I didn't get to go because nobody's there, but, um, and then we'll definitely delve into um, Sophia Popov not getting a five-year LPGA exemption after yeah. her win at the AIG Women's British Open. Um, that's an interesting one. We'll definitely um, get deep into that. Mike Wan released a statement about 30, 45 minutes ago here Friday afternoon. So um, he's he's great. Um, I feel like Mike Wan does a really good job and he did a good job explaining his reasoning. And so we'll get into that. Um, talk a little bit about Phil. And then I wrote a hilarious article 
for the golfer's journal. So we'll talk about that. Yes. And then we'll talk about been out of shape because it's Friday and yeah. some people were pissed off about some stuff. So we love to see it. Yeah. We got a lot to talk about here today. A lot of, um, good topics. I'm excited to talk about the article that you, uh, put together for golfer's journal. Um, very, very good article. We'll get to that. Uh, but this Olympia fields, uh, let me ask you a question, Samantha, as you watch this tournament this week, um, as I mentioned, six players are under par. Do you like watching the carnage that is happening right now in Chicago? Or do you prefer, let's go low, 59 watch every single day in TPC Boston? What do you prefer? I think I prefer it to be a little bit easier than it is playing right now from a fan perspective. Um, however, I will say that last week I noticed um, when Dustin Johnson won by, how many did he end up winning by? Like 11. 11. Yeah, that's just absurd. I will say that I noticed last week. So I'll put I'll put the golf on on the TV and I'll be, you know, doing something else. Um, very nappable golf is everybody knows that. But I don't feel like I'm paying as much attention without the roars of the fans. Yeah, I would say back in in times where fans were on the course, I would say it was obviously a lot more fun to hear the roars and the birdies and the you know, fans getting excited. But right now, I don't know that it makes a whole lot of difference um, because it's a pretty quiet broadcast as it is. And that I'm not really a huge fan of. Obviously, there's no other option right now because that's the COVID era that we're in right now. Mm -hmm. And that's just what we're dealing with. But um, I would say I, I would prefer it to be easier, but not quite as much of a blowout as it was last week. That got so boring so fast, <laughs> in my opinion. Well, the only good thing about last week, it was DJ that was the one that blew him out. So for me, at least, you know, as I mentioned, peak DJ is must watch TV. He, to me, him and Rory at their best are the two most powerful players in the game. Now we know Tiger's in his own stratosphere when it comes to eyeballs. We get that. But those two, for me, I enjoy it no matter what the circumstance is, I think we are getting to a point, Samantha, you make a good, you make an interesting comment about the fans. We're probably getting a little bit to a point where, you know, when golf came back at the Charles Schwab, it was like, we don't care if there's fans or not, right? Like mm -hmm. just play. It's something to watch. Uh, we're suffering here. That has been going on now for the better part of three months. And maybe we're ready to see some fans now, right? Like it's, we're kind of, I think just in general, maybe wanting some normalcy, right? Fans bring that normalcy um, in a lot of different ways. So, yeah, I think there's some fatigue from the standpoint of, you know, golf song, but there's no fans. It'd be nice to get some energy from some people out on the golf course. I know I'm there for sure. Uh, I, I love the fact that these guys are playing. They're doing a remarkable job. The PGA Tour, I've said that many times, all the players. And without them doing what they're doing. We can't watch any golf. So I get that. I'm appreciative of that, but the next step for sure is fans. I don't think we'll see fans um, until I think we'll probably see there, there seems to be a few more people moving around on property each and every week, but I don't think we'll see fans um, at least until past the West coast swing next year. That's just, that's just my gut. What do you think? Yeah. I mean, I would obviously love to see him at like the players starting at least by then, but it just seems so far off with the things that they're still canceling. They canceled another two European tour events today. Mm -hmm. It just seems so far off. I'm with you. Like it seems it's so necessary. And I think that, I think it does a lot more for the viewer experience at home than I thought it was going to. 
because like you said, I was like, I don't care if there's fans or not, just get me golf on TV. Like get me some kind of sporting event because three months ago there was nothing. Golf was the first thing to come back and it was great. We didn't care if there were fans or not. And now I'm getting a little bored. <laughs> yeah. And I, I don't, I don't think you're the only one. I think Rory's bored. Um, mm-hmm. I think Tiger's a little bored and I think DJ got some inspiration, I believe from Brooks and, you know, Rory, was very transparent. He's just not focused. He's not motivated. He he's missing the fans. I I you know that's why I love Rory things so well, and he's transparent. But I don't think he's the only one. I think he feeds off the fans, and I think Rory's gotten a little complacent and bored. Uh, I think Tiger would admit that he he's missing the fans. He, I mean, you're Tiger Woods. You play golf in front of the most people of anybody in the history of the game, and all of a sudden there's no one there. You know, and that might have been fun for a couple of weeks, but you know I think he would welcome to have his roar and his energy and his aura, you know, that he kind of gets from all that um, back. So I'm with you. It's uh, hopefully we're moving in the right direction. And uh, by the players, it'd be great to see some people in the stands. A little update here in the tournament BMW championship. My guy in my lineup, my two big cards, Hideki Matsuyama. I like this place for Hideki. You watch the matchup show. Uh, I thought this could be a place where it didn't turn into a putting competition. He's a great ball striker, fairways and greens. Why not? This is his kind of place. Just uh, wear him out with some ball striking and then make a putt once in a while. And, um, you know, he's going to be there. So he's leading at three under. Mackenzie Hughes at two. Rory McIlroy just made a long one on his seventh hole. He's now two under. Tyler Duncan backed it up to one. There's Horschel at one. Lanto Griffin continues to have a great year. Lanto Griffin's going to be in Atlanta, ladies and gentlemen. And he is at one under. And now we've got Munez and Ortiz at one. So I think we've now got the total up to about eight guys under I've got, par. I've got a question for you. Yeah. Back to back to the fan experience, but also talking about the winners that we've had this year. You look at, you have some big names, Berger, Johnson, Bryson, Morikawa, Rom. But then you look at players like Michael Thompson, Richie Wierenski, Jim Herman, do you think that they would have had the same experience, the same wins, the same success in this COVID era with fans present? You know, that's a good question. It's hard to tell. Um, Todd Lewis and I talked about this on Wednesday, and we use Morikawa as an example in that he was in college just a year ago, and so was Wolf and all these guys, right? So they didn't have big fans. The shoes of those guys the Rinskys, the Brendan Todd's, although Brendan Todd has won before. Mm-hmm. But if I was to try to win as a young player coming onto the PGA tour for the first time, and you said, look, you can have thousands of people around you with added pressure or not, I'd probably say not, you know, I would right. probably be like, yeah, I'm, I'm used to this environment already. So I'm, I'm comfortable in that already. So I'm going to go ahead and choose that. So I don't think there's any question that, you know, that there was a little bit of value in that, right? For some of these guys and Morikawa takes nothing away from what he did at the PGA, but I think it is a reality. And then I think on the flip side, um, you know, I think guys like Tiger and Rory who feed off of the crowd, I think it is a little bit of a disadvantage for them because that's, you know, that's kind of what they've been doing. Right. And that's, that's their stage, their entertainers, and they need that to kind of elevate themselves to peak performance. I use the example, at least for me, when I was doing live television at Golf Channel, for me, Samantha, that was like the the most incredible 
high for me in mm-hmm. focus. When I knew it was on, it was my time. I don't think I've ever been like, it was a, a level of focus and that just kind of made me elevate my game a little bit more and versus when I would do it tape delayed. Right. For sure. And for when sure. I would do it tape delayed, I would make more mistakes and it was the damnest thing. Like I, and I, and not that I wasn't trying as, as hard either. It was just strange. I was like, why do I make these mistakes when I'm trying to do it tape delay versus, and I would make mistakes live too, but it was a different feeling and focus and execution between the two. And yet I felt like I was, you know, fully invested in both scenarios, if that makes sense. No, it definitely makes sense. And I, I did the live TV thing too, in reporting, and it's the same exact thing. You count down from three, two, one, when you're just have the record button on and you're going to mess up every time because it's almost like there's no pressure. Um, and I, you know, people like me and you and the pros thrive on that pressure when we're yeah. in a public, public figure situation. So I definitely agree. I just thought that was an interesting topic, but yeah, there's nothing more that I'd like to see the fans out there getting fired up and tiger fist pump and Rory excited. And no, that's the next step, right? It's the next definitely. step. Yeah. You know, we can't get ahead of ourselves with the pandemic. The tour has done a hell of a job. We're watching live golf. I'm watching it right now. Bubba Watson just missed a putt on the second hole. Tiger has parred the first two holes. Um, his first drive today on the first hole, hit it in the bunker up against the lip, had to hit it out sideways. How you doing? How you doing, golf? I'm back. Yeah. <laughs> That's just the worst no feeling. Kidding. First hole, you got to hit out sideways. Goodness gracious. But, um, you know, they're not going to go low here. This is going to be a fairways and green middle of the green, make your pars. You're going to have to, you know, this is where this particular golf course, you know, the strokes hand short game has a little more value. You're going to have some difficult up and downs to keep your rounds going. But, uh, you know, I I like, you got to have the whole package here, right? So this is maybe what Rory needed to kind of get him a little more focused, right? Like this Mm -hmm. really difficult golf course that punches you in the face. And you're like, man, I got to be, I got to have it all here. So it's like, you know, I'll show these guys, right? I, I am the total package. So he's so far, he's performing. He's two under. He He's one off the lead. DJ, who blitzed the field last week, is uh, he got it to even, I believe, but he may have now given that back. Nope, he's still even. So he's still even par now through two holes. So here comes the cream right up to the top. Tiger's got to get it going, though. He's got to finish fourth uh, to make it to East Lake. And as of right now, um, he's got to get that putter going. Too many three putts. Jeez. I mean, Tiger's at the bottom yeah. right now in three putts. It's really weird to watch him just struggle. Um, yeah, with I his will distance say, control. though, I will say that I was, I, I mean, he was obviously upset yesterday after he played, didn't speak with the media or anything. And, you know, that's a sure sign with Tiger about how he's feeling. But he shot three over and really stumbled to the finish, like did not play well in his last few holes. But he wasn't, you know, you shoot three over and if you look like a week, like last week, he would have been what, like yeah. 10 or more shots off. And he's oh. really, he's really much closer than, than we all felt like he was going to be coming off of last week. So I was a little bit encouraged by that, but definitely going to need a big few couple days to come in that top five. Yeah. Iron game looked good yesterday, uh, sprayed the driver some, but the putting is just not good enough. He's got to get better um, with the flat stick. Let's take a second to talk about the guys and girls over at Encore Golf. Encore has earned a reputation of having the most cutting-edge technology in their golf balls that the industry has seen in quite some time. Their team 
in Buffalo, New York, is changing the script of golf technology through the perimeter-weighted designs. Use of high-density particles and even a nano-transitional layer in their latest creation, which offers players enhanced accuracy and control for every shot on the course and extreme velocity off the tee. They already have their award-winning Elixir and Avant 55 golf balls, but the new Vero X1 is the highest performance ball to date with their full suit of golf balls. They are transforming the game for players of all skill levels. Visit EncoreGolf.com slash Travis Fulton for more details about their products that are revolutionizing the game. Now back to the Stripe Show podcast. Let's, uh, I want to move to the LPGA tour because I want to ask you here this uh, NWA championship in Arkansas. You, you actually played in this event, did you not? I did. So um, one of the things that draw, drew me to the University of Arkansas was their exemption program into this event. So they still have it now, but it's, it's a little bit different. So the f- number one player on the team gets an automatic sponsor's exemption into the event. And then the number two and three players on the team um, at that point in the season, which is um, like right now, obviously, which, but it was in a different spot. So it was, it was at that point in the season, the number two, three players got a spot into the Monday qualifier. So played the Monday qualifier. It was at Pinnacle Country Club, which if you've never spent time in Northwest Arkansas, great spot, um, about 20 minutes North of campus. So it's in a different part of town. It's where um, Walmart is headquartered. So there's about a million Mm -hmm. people, about a million people in that area. People think that you know, Arkansas is just some farm town, which I thought the same thing until I got there. But, um, yeah, I went out and I played the Monday qualifier. I shot, I think I shot even or one under, I have really bad golf memory. That's something about me. And I won the Monday qualifier and I played the event and it was super fun. Um, wow. I played, yeah, I played with Pernilla Lindbergh and Kim Kaufman, um, in the event. Pernilla is now a dear friend of mine. She lives here in Orlando and she's a member at my club. So wow. funny how things, how things happen like that. Fun event, fun city. Were you thinking at that time that this is, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to play professional golf for a living. Yeah. At that point it was, um, and that was what I wanted to do. And I still had, I want to say a year and a half or two years left in school. And uh, then, you know, you start to struggle and it's not all, you know, qualifying and playing well all the time and just found my love for practicing went away very quickly. I hate the range. I hate practicing (laughs) and you obviously can't be successful without doing that. So I was like, you know what? I think I'm just going to, going to bunt this and went into news reporting. So, you know, here we are, but nice. But yeah, so it was a super fun event and it was fun because it was in Arkansas and everybody wanted to cheer for the the student, you know, the the amateur players. So it was a great time. Did you say Pernilla Lindbergh? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She shot 200 today uh, at the tournament. Oh, she did. I did not even look at that. That's in great. The, in the morning wave right now on an Orquist is at seven. Uh, okay. Jackie Stolting, I think that's how you say it. Stolting is at seven. Sure. Yep. And the afternoon wave, of course, is now getting out onto the uh, golf course. Nelly Corda at four under, NB Park four under. So they're gonna there's a little better scoring going on in, in Northwest Arkansas right now than there is in uh, South Chicago. I believe that's where Olympia Fields is, the South Side. Yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. down in the Chicago area there. Ruffled feathers. I've been there. Um, another beautiful golf course. Some good, some good golf in that area. Medina, of course. Mm-hmm. Chicago Golf Club. Chicago Golf Club. Some really nice uh, golf 
in the in the greater Chicago era. Xander Shoffley putt for birdie just left him short. Xander just it's a good place for Xander. Fairways and greens, patient. I could see him hanging around. He's got the game um, to hang around. I'm curious to watch Bryson here to see if we're going to have another blow up. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you, know, you know something's going to happen here where his head's going to explode. Been a couple weeks. Yeah. I'm ready for it. He's interesting. Uh, I don't know if you watched the Wednesday uh, charity oh, yeah. Wednesday afternoon, um, but uh, yeah, this is this. We'll we'll just we'll just have to watch here to see what happens with Bryson throughout the week. But I want to I want to stay on the ladies' game here. Explain to the listeners, Sophia Popov, right? Mm-hmm. Did I say that right? Yes. Yeah, Sophia Popov, who won the Open Championship last week, and we talked about that. An incredible uh, story that was happening when we went on the air on Friday. And she does not have status on the LPGA Tour. And when it comes to giving out the exemptions for a major championship winner, there's some distinction there, right? Yeah, there is. So it's it's a little confusing. And that's something that people are pretty upset about on online in the past few days. Um, so here's, here, let me kind of try to explain it. So Sophia had only Symmetra tour status when she won the AIG women's open last week. If she was a full-time LPGA member at the time of her win, she would have earned an automatic five-year exemption on the LPGA. But since she was not a member of the LPGA at the time of her win, she will just be exempt for two years, which will be through the end of the 2021 season. Um, people were upset, you know, first off, before we realized this two-year exemption as opposed to five-year, that she is not in the next major, which is the ANA inspiration here in a couple weeks. Um, Mike Wan went on Twitter today, recorded a statement. He's up in Northwest Arkansas. So he did, you know, a little media day explaining it. And he did a great, he did a great job explaining it. I think Mike Wan does a great job communicating with media and fans about, um, you know, the social media criticism that he faces in the ladies game. But he basically went on to say that he would reassess the everything at the end of the season as he does every year, but he wasn't going to change the rules right now. Um, so Sophia also gets into the AIG women's open until she's 60 years old. So she's in that one forever. She gets into PGA championship, KPMG women's PGA championship through 2024 and the ANA Evian and us women's open from 2021 to 2025. Now here's where people are not understanding what Mike Wan is saying. The ANA inspiration that is happening in two weeks that or in or next month for the second LPGA major of the year, that was set for March. That was set for that was supposed to be before the AIG Women's Open because everything's reshuffled now that the pandemic has happened and all the events are in different places now. So that field was set based on the AIG Women's Open from last year, which is when Hanako Shibuno won. And she was also not an LPGA member at the time. So it does make sense, although we don't like it, the people who earned their spots in, in last year's AIG Women's Open are just, they haven't even played yeah. the ANA for this year yet, let alone the one for next year. So Sophia is going to earn her way into the one for next year, which is exactly what the, what the people who played in the AIG Women's Open last year did. Does that make sense? Am I explaining that right? No, I did. Yeah. And that's, that makes sense, right? And, and there was a few people questioning that but i think the the big 
question was that it was the only the, and I believe now it's a two-year exemption. I, I read it as one before, but she gets a two-year exemption on the LPGA tour, not five because she's not an LPGA member. Correct. Yeah. Yep. And Mike Juan even said, it's okay if you disagree. It's okay if you don't like it, but they don't go back and set the field. And he even, interestingly enough, because we talked about Daniel Berger not being in the master's field, he related it to the master's field as well. And he said, the master's field is set. Yeah. Um, and that's how the ANA is as well. And like, like he said, the people who earn their way into next year's AIG was the winner and the top five players of last year's AIG. And those people have not even gotten to play in the ANA this year yet. So they're still waiting their turn. And Sophia will wait her turn is essentially what he's saying. Yeah. At first, I, I think the, the feeling was that she was only going to get exemption for the rest of the year on the LPGA tour. That's kind of how I was reading it, but it is two years. And the reason it's only two is because she's not an LPGA tour member. If she was an LPGA member, she would have received five years on the LPGA tour um, for her exemption. So that's a, but she is a Symmetra tour member. Right. Yeah. And I guess for me, like on the Symmetra tour, which is the developmental tour, um, for the LPGA tour here in the States. Um, and then in Europe, it's the LET tour, right? LET mm-hmm. tour. So, and of course for the men, it's the corn Ferry tour, right? That's the, that is the, um, developmental tour for the PGA tour. So the Symmetra tour, which is operated by the LPGA tour, she is a Symmetra tour member. And so she gets a two-year now to the LPGA tour. I think if I was under the same brand, I, I think for me, I would just have it five across the board for me. And and I'm probably missing something, but as a developmental tour, a player developing and winning one of the biggest tournaments as we classify them a major, I just think that's a missed opportunity for them to celebrate that development and recognize that as a, a five-year exemption. Am I wrong? No, I would agree with you. And I do think that it does make a difference because it is a major, um, right. you know, if she would have won a regular season event, of course, it's impressive. It's awesome. You know, she was an LPGA member. That's amazing. But people are kind of acting and this is how, this is what Mike Kwan said too, in his video, people are kind of acting like this has never been done before Yeah, when it's done quite often. It was just kind of more so with a light show, shown upon it this time. Yeah. Or we just all forgot. Right. Which right. I, which I forget <laughs> everything. Um, yeah. <laughs> So. I, mean, so, I mean, you have to remind me like every month what just happened like a month ago. And it's like, oh yeah, that's right. We did talk about that. But yeah, I mean, it, it is more in the limelight. I, I just, it just feels like a missed opportunity to celebrate the Symmetra tour. That's all I'm saying. Like, you yes. know, like, like it just feels like a Symmetra tour um, member developing incredible story five-year exemption on the LPGA tour, no different than a LPGA tour member who might be struggling, but yet still keeping her card, right. Um, mm-hmm. Gets the five-year just, man, I just, I don't know. I, I think they'll look at it. I like Mike Juan too. I think he's very, uh, obviously he's a very smart man, um, but he, I think he articulates his message extremely well. And, um, and I think he puts it out there and he's right in front with people and, and, you know, I think he, I think he does a great job. He, he's clearly a, ter- a terrific commissioner for the LPGA tour. And I just hope it's something they look at, right? I don't think you can change it right now. I agree with that, but I think 
as he looks at that, every opportunity, we can put the Symmetra Tour front and center as a terrific story. Man, I think you would want to do that. I think that'd be an inspiration to young women. I also think it'd be a great story for potential sponsors. Um, yeah, yeah, you know, definitely as agree. You, uh, I was encouraged by when he said that he was, they were going to look into it, but I mean, I, I do agree with them. You can't make special exemptions for, right. for certain people and you can't do it the, you know, the few days after the tournament based on emotions and you know, whatever, yeah. but it is what it is. And I thought he did a good job explaining it. Are you saying that we can't act out and have opinions based on emotion in this world today? I mean, um, not unless it's on Twitter because oh, you know, that it. is a free for all for sure. Um, well, we'll get to that in a minute on what's, <laughs> you know, getting people bent out of shape on Twitter, but we've got to round this out with PGA tour champions. Big Phil goes up to, uh, goes up to the uh, experienced tour and, uh, and puts it on him. <laughs> I mean, it was so awesome. <laughs> it was awesome. I mean, why not play PGA Tour champions Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday? I, I mean, I'm sure they've looked at it right on, you know, from a, a, a corporate hospitality and sponsorship and what that all means. But I loved it. Man, having them on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday was awesome. It really was. It was. It was really cool. And I think I think it was awesome that he did just go out there and dominate um, just because some, t- some people at the beginning were like, oh, I wonder why he's doing that. You know, I mean, I understand he was out of the FedEx Cup playoffs, wants to be primed for the U.S. Open. But um, I what I didn't want to happen was for him to go out there and, you know, kind of embarrass himself, which I thought did have a potential of happening. Um, so I was happy that that he went well, that he played well. He only has what, like 40 wins to um, catch up with Bernhard Langer. <laughs> yeah. So he's, yeah. you know, he's on his way. Well, there's a new sheriff in town, Byrne, and uh, his name is right. Phil Nicholson. Aviators these, and all. Wears these really cool aviators. He's left-handed, and he has his own jet. And he'll be he'll be in and out um, when he uh, decides he wants to come and get another uh, get another victory. There's there's no substitute for winning, you know. I mean, I think Phil looked at it um, and clearly saw a golf course that was, you know, there were some generous fairways. Um, and that's always key for Phil. There was a couple places that you couldn't miss it, but for the most part, I think he's probably not going to go there if it's this tree lined, <laughs> you know, really difficult, uh, golf course off the tee where he just starts spraying it and can't recover and this and that. So, but, uh, you know, it's funny. He just, he said he was playing great. He said he was shooting 60 you know, twos and threes and fours at home. And then he, he goes to, to Boston and doesn't play well, misses the cut. And then he's like, man, I'm playing good. I want to keep playing. So, you know, it worked out with that course. They're playing on Monday, go make his debut. And he just kind of, he found his zone. And I'm sure he, I'm sure he left Branson, Missouri, feeling like confident, like feeling like he wants yeah. that he's ready to continue to play because he won. There's no substitute for winning. You, you got to, you got to win at golf. You know, you have to find that level where it's, you know, you got to win once in a while. And it's so important. I would for, for anybody, but I would, especially for these guys out there, we talked about it um, on Wednesday with Bubba Watson, his press conference talking about how, you know, he felt like he could still play with these guys and that he was trying to find the confidence to, to prove that to him. I'm just like, what? You know, like mm-hmm. you could just kind of hear in his voice that he just was beaten down. And so even though he's won two majors, you lose your confidence. 
things start spiraling, moving the wrong way, you lose your game, whatever. And it, you know, it's hard to recover that. So getting a win was big for him. He played exceptionally well, just filled it up. I mean, tons of birdies. I thought he was going to get to 30 under par at one point for three rounds the way he was going. Mm-hmm. Um, the one day he shot 60, he shot 63 with an out of bounds. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was just really impressive. I'm with you though. Like it, 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 you need that, that success for the, for your confidence, whether you're playing good, hitting it good or not, like making those putts and, and holding the trophy at the end of the week, it, it uh, holds a lot. Confirmation, right? It's, it, it helps in this game. It really does. It, it helps to get some little wins, propels you forward. And I'm sure he has that right now. As we look at the BMW championship, uh, Hideki would like to get back into the winner's circle. It's been a while for him. And, um, and so would Rory. I'm sure he would love to get back to the form that he was showing before COVID. No one was affected more from COVID-19 than Rory McIlroy. He was the quite no question, the number one player. Yep. And um, now he, uh, he's been, he's been spiraling. Boy, he's hitting some erratic shots. As I watch it on PGA tour live coverage, he, he just hit a pretty much a snap hook drive. Um, look like he nice. just hit it straight off the toe and um, just, just, I think he's really struggling with his swing. He, he's really just, I think trying to find something here with his swing um, that's going to hold up. And I don't think he has it right now. I think he, he's pretty fortunate to be where he is at two under par. Um, so you wrote this article. I want to, I need, we need to get to this. You wrote this article for golfers journal. Tell us about it. Yeah. So I don't have, you've been to the PGA show, Travis, up here yes. in Orlando. Um, I've been going for years just kind of for fun. It's in Orlando where I'm from, you know, my club, my country club would get the passes. And so we'd go and, you know, find all the new training aids and everything like that. And it was so much fun. Well, this year and last year working for golf channel, was a little bit different, went kind of more so on a business agenda. Um, I did a couple articles each year on my favorite things that I liked that I saw, um, you know, clothing items, training aids, head covers, whatever. Um, always something new and exciting in the golf world, especially to be showcased at uh, the PGA show. Well, around this, around the time of the PGA show in January, which was now what, eight months ago, I had tweeted something about how if you're on golf Twitter, everybody talks about um, every, all the men wear khakis and they all wear Navy blazers and they all have these giant backpacks and you know what I'm talking about, right? It's just like the, um, the, the kind of the stigma around the PGA show. Yep. Yep. Okay. So that's kind of what people always talk about, um, about the PGA show is, you know, all the guys look the same and they're all in this, you know, bumping into each other in the, in the convention center. And, and I tweeted, Back then, I said, everybody talks about the guys wearing khakis and navy, but nobody talks about the in, the takeover on the dating apps in Orlando, Florida that week. <laughs> okay. Golfer's Journal reached out to me, and they wanted me to write a column about it, basically saying, you know, my experience is living here as a woman in golf media. Um, and it was really fun. I took some real conversations that I had with some of these quote unquote men on uh, dating apps. Like if you look at like Bumble or um, Bumble's probably the most popular dating app right now. So that's the one I was using at the time, mm-hmm. but it just kind of goes through the real, real life look at it from a mid twenties single woman's perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I even said in there that I hold I hold it true to my heart that I think that golf boys are just as terrible as baseball boys. Oh wow. Um I I mean that. And anyway, it was really fun article and it's in this edition of Golfer Journal, which is should be shipped out any like this week and next week so, to subscribers. So the khakis and the navy, right? That's accurate. I've been to the PGA show a number of times and yeah, they can all tend to look right. All the look mm-hmm. the same kind of thing. Um, but golf boys are as bad as baseball boys. In my experience, and especially their most of them's behavior during the PGA show, just seeing what happens, what goes on in my city. Yeah, I have. I saw at least two men who I know are married um, mm. from golf. Twitter, Instagram, media on dating apps in January. Um, just overall, maybe not the best situation. But I yeah. wrote an article about it, and it was really awesome. And more so, just describes, um, like I said, you know what what it looks like from my perspective. Do they posture themselves in a way that's like, hey, I'm in the golf business? Oh yes, and, and so that's and that's cool, right? Right, and a lot of guys think it's cooler than it is. Mm-hmm. I think like if you're not me or another girl who works in golf media, you probably don't care about that. But the amount of swing pictures and swing videos and on mm. these date on these dating profiles, I'm just it's mind boggling to me, really. Um, and I'm very much of the of the mindset of I don't want people to know I play golf on right. dating apps because that's mostly all any guy would want to talk about because they think it's so cool that I play golf and, Oh my God, we need to go play. And Oh my God, I can beat you. And I'm like, first of all, no, you can't. It's cute. Yeah. But so that's just kind of an annoying thing for me, but yeah, it was a fun, it was a fun time. So it's fair to say that you're probably not looking for a man that's in the golf business or plays golf or would that be okay? As long as they're mature about it in their approach with you in the initial stages of the golf conversation. Yeah. I would say, um, understanding that there's more to me than golf is important, right? which a lot of people don't see. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. No, I think you're, no, I I can, I can hear you, uh, articulate and, um, that message because that's all they want to talk about is golf, right? That's what you're saying. Yes. Yeah. And, um, and I think that's, I think that's fair for sure. The PGA show um, happens every year in January for those that don't know here in the Orlando area. And uh, it's when everyone in the golf business is basically in the same place and um, anything and everything is there to look at. So check it out. It's in the um, golfers journal that comes out, I believe this coming week. And uh, the golfers journal is a, uh, is a great, uh, great piece of literature that comes out once a month, I believe. Is that right? It's quarterly. It's quarterly. Um, yeah. So this edition is, I wrote it obviously back in January, but they have, they have a section in the back kind of more so lighthearted, funny things. Yep. Um, so yeah, I was, I was excited about it. So it'll be, it'll be out this week. Yeah. You did a great job with it. She sent it to me. I read it. It's very funny. I thought we would bring it up here on the podcast and I want to finish up with what uh, people are been out of shape about. I know there's, um, there's quite a few out there. So why don't you share a few with us? Yes. So, all right, we'll just start at the top. 
Um, people are saying it's raining where they are. That makes sense. Somebody said they live so close to Olympia fields, but they can't go and watch, um, which that's upsetting for sure. Somebody said their wedge game sucks, which I would agree. My wedge game sucks right now. Um, aeration season. That's been the same complaint for the last three weeks. I think we've had three weeks now. Um, Somebody said the ladies LPGA event is on late and a tape delay. They didn't like that. Um, and then six, seven people said the Sophia Popov exemption debacle. <laughs> so that was the, that was the biggest thing, um, which we, we went through that already. So we understand the meaning behind that. Um, but yeah, that was, that was pretty much it. And then so, th the last thing, which we're not going to get into right now, but was the response to the players speaking out against racial equality more so the 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 basically the twitter replies to it people mm -hmm. not agreeing and and that really upset me yesterday as well yeah. so i i would agree with that but that's pretty much it what upset you was that with the comments right of those attacking yes. Yes. tiger and tony and cameron champ who you know had basically stood up for it right and and yep. cameron wearing one white shoe and one black shoe right so it was more, it was more so the tone deaf responses yeah. that I was reading and it's hard to, to tweet something and, and not look at the responses, right. but God, it is not the time to look at responses right now. <laughs> no. no, it's so, not yeah. to you. And it, that certainly, um, it certainly irritated me as well. And, um, you know, I love Tony Finau's approach and the things that he had to say and that it's uncomfortable to talk about and, you know, that he's willing to talk about it, right. With those that, that want to have the conversation. I thought Cameron Champ has used this to really show his maturity and growth. Um, his grandfather is an African-American. And um, I think what they're doing is uh, is noble. And I stand behind them um, as far as uh, standing up for the racial inequality and what we're seeing in police brutality. It's uh, It's gone on too long and, and I'm right there with them. Yep. I definitely agree. And it, like I said, I, everybody that responded to the tweet and, and me were, were frustrated with the response, Yeah, um, but yeah. golf Twitter seems to do that sometimes. So we shall wrap with our fun fact and it's yes. actually a trivia question. So let's test your knowledge. Okay. There are seven players competing in the FedEx cup playoffs for the first time. How many can you name? There are seven players that have one more time. It cut out there just a little bit. Yep. So seven players are competing in the FedEx Cup playoffs for the first time. Do you know my, who they are? I need my list here. Hold on. Let me pull this up in my app. For the first time, what well, has to be Lanto Griffin? Yes. He has to be one of them for sure. Um, I'm going to say Munoz. Nope. Okay. So Munoz has been in there before. Let me, let's go Wierenski. Nope. I'm I was doing? very shocked by these. You have one. You have Lanto Griffin. McNeely. Yep, McNeely. Gooch. No. What? Come on. Taylor Gooch has played in this before? Yep, yep. All right. Um, Do you give up? I can help no. you out. Okay. I got 20 more seconds. Higgs. Yes. Um, so I'm, there's there, there's some names that you're going to say I'm going to be surprised. Yes. Ortiz has played. Nope. Yeah, he's played, yeah. Okay, last one, Duncan. Nope. All right, let's have it. Fitzpatrick. Oh, Matthew, okay. All right. Hovland. Scheffler and Shelton. Yeah. Duh, Scheffler. That's, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Robbie Shelton. Yep. 
All right. That's a good one. I, when I saw that, yeah. I was very, I was, I thought Fitzpatrick would have been there before. Yeah, for sure. Um, I, I wasn't surprised by Higgs or Lonto Griffin, but then you think of the other guys are all younger. So it makes sense. Yeah. That's a good one. I'm not good yeah. at trivia like that um, because it requires a memory. And <laughs> so it's, yep. It, I'm it's right hard. there with you. <laughs> but that's a really good one. It's good Fitzpatrick. to know though. Maybe we can, uh, I can start thinking of something, start thinking of ones to, uh, to stump you. Yeah. Make me look like the smarter one here. Yeah, do. That's good. Yeah. That's really good. Fitzpatrick. Um, this is, this is a good spot for him. I thought really hard here. We'll finish the show here with a little DraftKings, but I thought really hard on him this week. And I, and I passed um, because I've been playing him a decent amount. And there he is at even par uh, through four today. He played with Tiger last week. I think he was nervous Thursday. He shot a hundred um, <laughs> with Tiger on <laughs> Thursday. And then he came back and played well on Friday. He missed the cut, but um, kind of this, you know, he's kind of got that game where I think he could, he could hang around here and I'm, and now I'm, you know, I'm kind of wishing I would have put him in once again. And um, Patrick Reed, it just feels like kind of place for him too. Doesn't it just yeah, Patrick Reed. I've been on the wrong side of Patrick Reed all year. Just when I, yep, this is him. I'll put him in, you know, T 58 and then <laughs> I won't. And it's T seven. So but um, just real quick here with my lineup as I as I pulled up, I'm actually in a great spot. I'm in I'm in 633rd place right now in a big game. Um, but I got Berger, who's at three over. Which you say three over, and he's like, you know, he's out of it. It's like, uh, no, he's like t30. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got Fina at plus one, I got minus four. I got Kisner plus two, and I got Adam Scott at even. And then my sixth guy, just I don't know what I'm thinking there, Kevin Strillman. Um, Ooh, that's a strange pick. Yeah, I know. I know. I, I don't know what happened there. I, I, I should have. It was a strange pick. I think Strillman has played here and is in the area. He used to work with Jake Thurm, who actually is in this area. So I think Strillman kind of has a lot of ties to this area. So for some reason, I just, I, I needed that 6,500 picks. That's all I had left. Right. Yeah. And I, I went that way. So I've got five really, I mean, solid horses right now. And then I've got the guy at the bottom that's basically enjoying the fact there's no cut this week. But yeah, I was about to say there's no cut. So you can yeah. still come out in a pretty good, pretty good situation. Yeah. So I'm addicted to DraftKings and um, that's okay. <laughs> that's okay because we do the matchup show. I love it. And um, it, it's really fun to get in and dig deep on these players. It was difficult this week because we didn't know much about the course. Um, Olympia Fields and really how it's going to play. It's actually a little, it's very different um, than I understand it was in 2003 at the U.S. Open. Jim Furyk won and then Bryson won the the amateur here in 15. So this is a big golf course, a beast. I mean, they, you got to hit it straight. There's some real rough. And um, let me tell you something, you got your work cut out around these greens too. There's a lot of slope and uh, these guys, you got to have the whole package here to win this week. So we'll have to see what, how it plays out because you can make double in a hurry. I think they're going to get a little rain. It sounds like so. If they soften the greens, the scoring will come down a little bit. So I'm going to go ahead and say eight wins this thing. And Tiger's at plus three. And if he wants to get the T four, uh, he better bet he better make this birdie putt right now on the fourth hole to get this train going. Samantha, great show. Appreciate you and everything. And um, enjoy your last couple days at Golf Channel. And bigger and better things are ahead. And we'll uh, we'll talk again next week. 
Hey, it's Travis Fulton telling you there are 100 million reasons why you should listen up. DraftKings, the leader in one-day fantasy sports, is celebrating the return of sports by giving away up to $100 million in prizes to all of their customers, including one lucky winner who will take home a $1 million cash prize. To claim your share of up to $100 million in instant giveaways, all you have to do, download the app and sign up using promo code TRAVIS, then... Enter DraftKings' free football survivor pool. Yes, it really is that easy to claim your share of up to $100 million in instant giveaways and put yourself in the running to win a $1 million cash prize. While the top prize is reserved for one lucky winner, everyone who signs up and enters DraftKings' free football survivor pool will receive an instant bonus prize of at least $5 in value upon entering. While you're in the app, don't forget to check out all of the great daily fantasy contests DraftKings is hosting for this week's basketball and golf action. Download the DraftKings app now and use promo code TRAVIS to claim your share of $100 million in instant giveaways and put yourself in the running for the $1 million cash top prize. That's promo code TRAVIS to get your share of $100 million in prizes only at DraftKings. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. 